never get too much of the Word of God. Amen. Source of life. Source of strength. Power, right? Amen. Power, yes. Source of a lot of things. And some of those we might never recognize. This writ of God, this, this holy instrument that I minister out of is capable of everything God so declares in it that he's capable of. Amen? Amen. In your life. Not just who's over there on the other side of you. Even who sat beside of you. In your life. Bibles this morning. Got them open? Yep. <laughs> That's a good start. <laughs> Do it every day. Multiple times. You ever open your Bible and it's just what you needed to see, just what you needed to, to read at the moment? Awesome. Uh, Open your Bibles this morning to the uh, book of uh, 1 John. Hallelujah. Now, I've been really pressed about this for quite some time and, and uh, certain aspects of it, at least about what I'm about to, to relay here in a few moments. Um, it's very I don't even know if there's a word for it or not and I hear a lot of ministers today is, at least the ones that I have the uh, ability to listen to and they're talking more and more about certain facets of Christianity that are something's happening to it so I'm use the word dissolving or kind of going away and uh, in my meditating on that actually not just thinking about it but meditating on it and I, I've mentioned this a few other times here recently uh, one time of course very emphatically because it's the major theme of the word this this subject is what it's all about because this that I'm about to share with you carries everything everything else is about this and in this world we live in this life we live in we can associate with a lot of things that we may see as strengths as help as our source but this one thing was brought about by God himself as the theme of life, at least anyone that has life in him. And we see very evidently that those who do not have him do not have this. And that is a huge problem with not only our society today, but our world today. And the Bible gives us a striking comparison. 
between the two. Those that do have and those that do not have. Let me lay a little groundwork here before we go to the scriptures. Question. What is love? Think about it. What is, I'm not talking about a word. I'm not talking about a sign. I'm not talking about, I'm, what is love? What is it really? Well, if it was created by God, what is it? It's certainly not what man has made it. And I'm going to relate to that just a little bit. In brevity, because it's too extensive. I don't have time to cover all the territory that man has made love into. And it's gone to some way under weird extremes. And we know why it has. Because we also knew, know who the perpetrator is that wants to do everything he can to destroy every aspect of the love that God created and brought into existence for us to enjoy. Yeah. Love's not just a mush word. It's not just something to say to somebody to try to move them a little bit. As a matter of fact, that's very much abused. Let's look a little bit. Now what my attention, and I, hopefully you can relate this if you're observing at all. And I'm going to use a word that in comparison as to what I have been able to gather and, and through looking and research and, and trying to apply this word love that God originated, how so much that that has dissipated through time into what it is today. And I'm not saying that there's still not a love of God because what God creates is eternal. It cannot be destroyed unless he is the destroyer. But it can be distorted as a lot of other things. And the major distorter, we know who that is. What is distortion? It's when you take something in its original form and you tweak it and you twist it and you make it no longer what it was intended to be. It's called distorted. It's taken from the shape that it was formed in and made be something else. Now you hear love slung around a lot. You even hear some actions and things that are being done that they term love that makes me sick because it is not whatsoever at all. Okay? As Christians, we need to identify the difference, by the way. We see hatred. We see strife. We see the most violent actions perpetrated on other human beings. We see a lot of things. Maybe not here personally, although it is present. You don't have to go very far to find it. 
but with the availability to view things that happens hundreds and thousands and even across the world now, there's not very many people that do not have opportunities to see what I'm talking about. Violence is rampant. Hatred is like never before seen. Spite is everywhere. Much brought on by envy and greed and everything else you can imagine. We see an indoctrination of the young. What do you got to do to indoctrinate somebody? Just put it before their eyes and in their ears. And before long you got it. I'm going to say it again. If the enemy can take away love or distort love, the original intended love of God, he can change society. Amen. And that's what's going on. The church has got to be brought to factual reality of what is happening. And I'm not saying that an element of the church has not done that or is not seen. But I can tell you this, there are people sitting in church pews this morning that are absolutely blinded to what's taking place around us. When God, and you can't even say that God literally created or brought about love, even though I've said that a couple of times, love's always been with God. Because God is love. Yes, amen. So if God is love, what is love? Is God power? Amen. Absolutely. So if God is love and God is power, then love is powerful, right? Amen. The enemy knows that. What else is God? God is able. I've said that several times this morning. God is able. Love is able because love comes from God. Because that's what he is. That's who he is. He didn't, be, he didn't even build love. He is love. And guess what he did? He shared that love with us. We find that in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That's the epitome of love. That whomsoever believeth him would not perish but would have eternal life. At times, it's even hard for me to try to imagine and try to form in my mind some kind of understanding of how much love God had for this sinful, wicked, nasty world when he sent his son. I don't, I don't think there's a term to describe it. Thank God he did, huh? Amen. But back on the platform, 
when love can be distorted when it can be weakened when it can be made something totally other than what God originally brought it and gave it to us to be then that's all we got that's what we've got what we're seeing what happens when love leaves I'm talking about the love of God what happens if the love of God leaves what's going to come sweeping in I'm going to tell you Satan's not about love folks he's about all this hatred and strife and spite and violence and all this stuff he's not about love that's why he wants to take love out of the picture. <coughs> because the love of God is powerful. The love of God it has the ability. Amen. And I'm not just talking about love coming from God. I'm talking about the love that God gave us. If you're here this morning and you've received him, Jesus as Lord and Savior, you're supposed to have the love of God in you. The Bible so declares. And when that happens, that does something. That, that brings into your being the power of that love. That brings into your being that, that, that glorious, loving relationship. And I know love sounds like a weak word. Love is not a weak word. Love is a powerful word. Amen. And the enemy knows it's powerful. And if he can twist it and turn it and make it into the ugliest things and still have it named and titled and called love, and, and people begin to act in those ways, then we've got issues. And we have got issues. I could go on with example after example, and I've given a few. I'm not going to do that. But here we find ourselves today, at least calendar wise, in the season, this season. Of love. Christmas. Gift of love, right? We're talking Jesus. Amen. God sent that love. He fulfilled 316 of John. And we're here commemorating, and we do this every year. And when we look into this and we see it, and any Christian in, in their basic learning knows of Christ and the cross and he came at first in the form of a baby born of a virgin that's the gift we received right the son of God himself God sent his son in love to this undeserving world into which he came into Jesus walked this earth in love. And when God gave us Jesus, listen to this, when God gave us Jesus, God gave us himself. He gave us his love. Now, When he did that, 
He also created a model. Because he loved the world, he loved us, he gave us the ability, when we accepted his son, he gave us the ability to love in the original form that he loved when he sent his son, that we could share that love. Now that's where we're going in scripture here. First John, chapter 4. Verse number 7. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. You ever wonder what in the world's the matter with this society? You ever wonder why people can go to extremes and do some of the most ungodly things? Even though the people, because they don't have the love of God in them. And if they don't have the love of God in them, what are they going to have in them? There's only one other option. Let me say right here, I'm going to step out here on the side on a little bitty stage off the mountain. I'm going to say, you better be thanking God you got the love of God in your heart by <laughs> Jesus Christ. Amen. Because you could very easily be one of them. Yeah. See, when you don't have the love of God working in your life, you're subject to do a lot of things. Because the love of God also, again, like I mentioned this a while back, has a protective measure. The love of God will quicken you when your mind tells you to do one thing, but the love of God will kick you and say, no, you don't need to do that. That ever happened to you? You need to shut up and be quiet instead of opening your mouth up. Instead of inflicting damage, you respond with a nature of love, and that love has power because that love is of God. Again, love is the theme. Love is the basis. Love is what brings everything else. It's the love of God. God is love. Love is God. Amen. And if we have God, we're supposed to have love. And if we got that love, then we have the capability to do God, okay? At least the way God, things God calls us to do. Now, in verse 9 it says, In this was manifested the love of God toward us. There you go. Toward us. Because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. We might live through him. You know Jesus this morning? Amen. Got Jesus in your heart? Confess your sins, ask the Lord to come into your life. You know what you got? Love. What do you got when you got that love? Wow. We got life in Christ living Amen. through us. Verse 10. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. And he says it again, and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. See, we didn't love God in the beginning. God loved us first. But he knew that he had to share and send his love to earth that we could also have that kind of love that he is 
in order to have fulfilled in our lives the power of that love, everything that love is. And at the same time, as not so much as we'd like to think so, there's an enemy that's constantly working to destroy that love because he knows the effect of it. And our world is in such a sad shape today, again, because there has been a lessening, worse than a lessening, there has been a dissipation of love little by little by little by little. And here we are today, and I, and I don't know how many people you could talk to that even give you an honest, truthful answer as to the true definition of love. Let me give that to you this morning. The Hebrew term is kesed, And it's such a powerful word that researchers have been attempting to actually define it for thousands of years. And to this day still have not been able to do so. Because it has such intense meaning. Kesed. And this is what it means. It means to, at least as much as can be defined, to have such a loyal commitment such a loyal commitment now that's two words I want to ask you to remember this morning loyal and commitment such a loyal commitment that you generously give with everything you are to another To the end. It says a lot. It's such a word, and this is the love, the God love word. Spoken of, that's an Old Testament term. He said in the Greek and the New Testament is agape. And going back to John, continuing reading, I'll share some more about what I, I just brought there in just a minute. Just continuing reading in 1 John here. In verse 11, he says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Amen. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us. And his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. Mm -hmm. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Amen. Yes, Lord. How do you loyally commit
and have such a generosity of heart and spirit that you literally give to another everything that you are. Now, remember, that's God. It came from God. That's how God is. But he also gave us this wonderful gift to be able to like him, to love others, which brings about a, a awesome and powerful ability to fulfill, first of all, the word of God, God's will and purpose for us, but also to make the huge difference that we can make in an atmosphere like I've been talking about where there's all these things taking place that are contrary and so much different than love is because love is an overriding power and overriding force to any evil that could ever rise. The love, the power of love of God is immeasurable. It cannot be brought into some kind of a, even a definition. And God has graced the church with that. So if love is God and God is love, we can look back over into Exodus chapter 34, verse 6, basically clear when Moses went up on the mountain the second time to receive the Ten Commandments, God talked to him and revealed to him. And he said, God, the Lord God, and this is what he said. This is kind of a definition of, of uh, he said, because this is God himself speaking he said, the Lord, God, thy God, is merciful, compassionate, and patient, and abundant, abundant in goodness and truth. That defines who God is. <laughs> So if the love of God is all those qualities and we've been given by God himself the love once we receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior we are given the love to operate within us we have been given great ability by, by which and you can look at it this way it doesn't sound like love and battle goes together but love and battle goes entirely together. <coughs> we battle with love. We battle with the power God's given us. We've talked about this particular subject multiple times here, and it's, it's out of the book of Ephesians, chapter 5. We're talking, it says, wives, reverence your husbands. Husbands, love your wives. Right? Think about that. That word come from God. Amen. Loyally commit. With a generosity out of this world to each other. That doesn't just go one way, that goes both ways. And when the love of God works, it works great and it works well. And it's powerful. The love of God is, is deep. It's greater. It's, it's wider. It's, there, there's no anything that limits it or, or uh, 
prohibits it or prevents it, when, when literally turned loose the way God intended for it to be, there is an immensity of power that comes with it. The love of God is what saved us to start with. That's why we were, that's that's how we received Christ. God again, He loved the world so much, or that He sent His Son, that we could receive with the same love. In trying to further explain. And I, I, I don't know, maybe maybe everything that's contrary to, to what we see and what we observe takes such a toll that maybe people just can't even try to come up with anything anymore that can associate with love. Because what we see a lot dictates to us as to what we, we kind of become. Either we become numb to it, or we turn our heads from it, or we don't want to deal with it. But love is the only thing that can deal with the condition of this world and the condition that it's fallen into. Amen. That's the only thing. This world was in a terrible condition when God saw that it needed a Savior and He sent His Son. Amen. And the love of God, the love of Jesus is what brought us to the point where we could accept and receive the power of the love of God and walk in our have it walk in our lives with us. I gotta stop and say this. I, I keep sensing this this just a tremendous need in here. Just, just I mean, it's almost just consuming need. If you're, if you're here this morning, let, let me tell you something. The love of God can, whatever it is that you're dealing with, the love of God can set you free and send you out of here this morning free and loose by the love and the power of God. Amen. Don't, don't let that voice in you tell you there's no hope for you or it's too far gone or it's too late. The love of God's never too far gone. It's never too late. It is all powerful and it's almighty. It can save your soul. It can loose you and set you free. Do things that you never imagined. If you're here this morning and that's you, just receive There's a difference between love and genuine love. Genuine love, again, can only come from one source. That's God. Come back, come back, come back. Got to come back. I got to say this again because I want to constantly remind everybody here. We've got people all around us we got people that live around us. We've got people that are family members. Don't let it get away from you. Don't just tell them. Make sure they know you love them. If you are here and a Christian this morning, and I'm not trying to, to lighten anybody else, but, but by God's word, I just read it to you. By God's word, if you have the Lord in a relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ this morning, you have been given a love that the world does not have. Amen. It can't have it until that happens. 
Because you have, you have been given great ability to love more than this world loves. In a much greater way because it, because it is a supernatural way. God's love is supernatural. This, this craziness that's going on, this title love, it's not even natural. See how things get distorted and twisted? And, and created to, to mimic or make believe. Hey, this is love. It has nothing to do with love. God is the one that is love. He's the Amen. one that gave his people love. We have the love of God as a great gift. And because we have that, we have ability within us, living in us, you, me, to let that love work in a way that worldly man has no idea about. None. Which makes all the difference. I think I've said this before. The church is the institution on earth that is the only institution on earth that can do anything about this chaos. Right. If it'll just get in gear and let the full word of God operate, love being the major theme and thrust of that. Right down to the individual. Working. I might have shared this before, but I have. I'm going to hear it again. That's all right. We've heard stuff you said three, four, five times. It's all right. It's good for you. Uh, I recognize something. When I met my wife, she wasn't my wife, of course, then, but she became so sick years later. But when I met her, I met. I loved her right off. I mean, I knew I did. But at that point, I, I wasn't saved. I loved her. But I didn't love her with God love. When I got saved, something happened. God love kicked in. And I'm glad to say this morning that God love continued to 41 years plus. I was kind of thinking back the other day and thinking, man, I'll share with you. I don't mind sharing with you. We told each other, I don't know how many times a day, I love you. And we meant it. Yeah, it's all right. I kissed her a hundred times a day, too. But okay. <laughs> when I kissed her, I said, I love you. She said, I love you, too. She would always say, I love you more. And then we'd argue back and forth. No, I love you more. I love you more. <laughs> She'd go off to the bedroom and say, I love you more. And I'd get the last <laughs> word in. What I'm trying to say this morning is there's a joy that comes with the love of God working in your life, in your marriage, in your relationship. Even children to parents, parents to children. It applies everywhere. Because see, the power of the love of God is something, again, this world don't know about. You've got to accept that love through Jesus before you can ever know about uh -huh. the Amen. enjoyment and the pleasure and the greatness and the goodness of that love that God gives. 
Now, sadly, sometimes we kind of forget that ourselves. And the people all around us that we share life with every day, we kind of let it go. And we fail to tell them. And I'm not saying just tell them. Love has to be an expression. An expression from where does it come from? From the heart. Not necessarily the mouth, the heart. Now, come on. The heart. And see, when love's expressed, genuine love, I'm still on the God love. He said, you know, it's like he said, he said, so it was Adam and Eve. She said, then he said, and then from there on, love done the work. Love's still able to work. Powerfully. Yes, it's been distorted and twisted and maneuvered to mean everything unimaginable. But when we, as Christians, really get a hold of what we've been given, and we may have to back up and say, whoa, God, have I really messed this one up? Like we said earlier in Sunday school, just confess. Confession's good for the soul. But help me, Lord, to realize the great gift you gave us when you gave us your love because you are love. If God's love and love is God and he gave us his love, then who's in us? God. Powerful God. Holy God. Supernatural God. Abounding with goodness and truth and mercy and grace and all these things, God. Love turned loose and allowed to work against the most powerful force on earth. I must repeat, I must continue, I must keep saying this. Because that's the only thing. The only thing. The only form of resistance that we have. The only means by which God help us, we can hopefully save others. The love of Jesus. I'm going to ask you to stand this morning. I'm standing just for a few minutes. You ever have anybody tell you that you, you can't feel God? You just have to accept him by faith. You can't feel him. Mm -hmm. I've, people, I've read things. No, it's not possible. You absolutely just have to accept God by faith alone, and there's no feeling to it. Well, what about love? Is that just something that you just got to leave alone? No, you feel love, don't you? Amen. We all do, don't we? Yep. Feels good too, doesn't it? Amen. And the more you do it, the better it feels. Uh huh. Amen. The greater extent you go to back to that loyal commitment to generously give of yourself everything you are to another, that creates some feelings, I'm here to tell you. I know from experience. But it doesn't stop there because, again, and I know I keep saying this, that has the ability to overflow. That's my favorite word. Let God overflow in you. Let the love overflow. Let the love of God overflow. Let it overflow in your relationship. Let it overflow in your marriage. Let it overflow to your children and children to parents. You will see a change. You will see a positive change. You talk about goodness. Is there going to be any more trouble? Oh, yeah. 
But guess what you got working in the middle of trouble? Oh, yeah. Love. Mm -hmm. Come on. Bible tells, tells us that two is better than one. Mm -hmm. Other than loving yourself, how many other people can you love? None. Unless you got, or properly, I mean, genuinely. Uh -huh. Come on. Love one another, John said. Amen. One another. Why do you say that? Why not just go through the strides? And... No, he said, love one another. Because there's power in loving the way God brought about love. There's power in loving one another amen and where people love one another the intensity and the immensity of supernatural force and power exists again that's the way the early church survived yes amen. they loved each other they were there for each other they did for each other they gave to each other unselfishly and we know we live in a selfish world we live in a world that don't want to give to anybody. They want to take from everybody. Let love flow. Let it overflow. I mean, I feel this with a, with just an intensity this morning. And I think it's, that's related maybe in a big way to future. That's At least that's what I'm getting. This is future. If you don't have love, your future's not going to be very well. Okay? If you don't have the love of God, you're not going to be able to deal with some soon-coming events of the future. You've got to have the love of God if you're going to survive. Uh -huh. Amen. If, if you're going to even be able to sustain. you got something going on with you. you got something going on in your relationship. Hey, take care of it. Get love back in the middle. And don't be afraid to do that. God. Uh, Quickly, I've talked to a few people. I, I've been kind of stressing this lately out in the out and about to where I go, just conversations with people in restaurants and stuff talking about this. And You know, some discussions come up and say, oh, I don't really have to tell my wife I love her. She knows it. Mm -hmm. Oh, she does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she just, or, or otherwise. You know the effect, the power. Listen, I, I'm, I'm getting into meddling here now. You know the effect and the power of looking a woman in the eye, guys listen to guys listening, in the eyes and saying, I love you and mean it. Likewise, gals, you know what that does to a guy? He'll turn flips for you. <laughs> Love has a power. It has a power. And it can be built upon. But you gotta work at it. Don't be afraid, don't be ashamed to express your love to other people. Because it has an ability that is indefinable. Especially in the brotherhood of Christianity and sisterhood.
what keeps us strong, powerful. Heavenly Father, we come this morning and we just we thank you for the love you are. That love you gave us for being you and us. Through Christ Jesus, your son. That brought all this about and made it all available. That we can literally walk in life with love in us, in our spirit. And that that love is powerful because that love comes from you, Lord. Just help us to put it into effect and put it to work, Lord, and not let it be dormant and, and just, God, let it be exercised. <coughs> that we just witness and experience the potential of the power of the love that you gave us by and through yourself. And we're grateful, God. We're grateful for that. That we have that kind of love. Perhaps there's one here this morning, God, that just, maybe they don't feel love. Maybe they're numb to love. God, I'm praying for an experience for them this morning. God, I know you love. You love us whether anybody else in this world does or not. You do. God, there are others. Help us to know, God. Help us to realize that you are, you are love. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Anybody this morning before we dismiss? Say, I need that love. I've never experienced that love before. The only thing that can fill your life. I mean, you can look a lot of ways. You can spend a lot of money. You can try to find a lot of pleasure to try to fulfill that void in your life. But I'm going to tell you, there's nothing that will fulfill it other than the love of God. That's it. There's nothing else. Before you leave this morning, I want to offer you an opportunity to receive that. And you receive that, which is what I've said, by accepting Jesus Christ into your heart as your Savior and Lord. Is there anyone this morning before we leave this place? Anybody need more love? Don't we all? Make that a prayer. Make that a prayer. Lord, help me love somebody. Help me share my love with somebody today. You'll never know a complete stranger. Give them 30 seconds. What a difference that might make for that individual on this day. Because they may be standing there thinking, you know, nobody in this world loves me. I might as well do this or do that. Takes one person. One few seconds. Share your love. The world needs it. God bless you this morning.